0: based podcast. You are here with AJ and Diesel. And we're going to talk about colorism today. So, you know, strap
1: up the seat belts. Mm-hmm. Here we go with it. And we are going to focus on solutions after we go over the problem. Yes. Okay. So, as as I was prepping for this, you know, we took a couple weeks off mm-hmm. in between this life, life, and, and mm-hmm. so, as I did my studies, and was going through that. And even talking to random people. Talking to friends. I found out that it didn't. It wasn't a massive effect on men. Or men didn't hold it. Now we do hold some type of pain. But it affects women more often than not. On a day to day basis. And um it was some people. I've heard horror stories about fights. Stuff like that. Going over that. But what, what are some colorism issues that you've dealt
0: with before. So, as a woman, uh, it's definitely been directed towards me. And what's interesting is even though it doesn't I don't think it affects men like negatively as far as, you know, each other, mm-hmm. but they will direct it towards women because I heard a lot of the time like, "Oh, you're cute for a dark-skinned girl." And stuff like that. And of course, as as kids, we 90s life was wild like we did not give no fuck so the african booty scratcher things and the that whole little thing it's just it's like oh okay you black as hell but again i went to a elementary school where now yeah i think all the teachers were white or um uh white identifying in some mm-hmm. fashion but uh the the lightest skinned dude we had was about your complexion, and we called him White Boy, and that was that was it. Like,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a form of colorism, right? <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, he has so no so no. I had a question for you, yeah, having that transition of going from the hood to suburban schools, Whew. um, culture shock. Um, did you really have that colorism effect, or everybody just kind of stuck with everybody, or did they You have the? <clears> the no, Heather, 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 and Heather, or the
0: Ashley's, is is you know. Um, There was colorism within our groups. Like, generally, we stuck together. But, you know, in these little micro groups and cliques and everything, they it was colorism in there, for sure.
1: So, was there any, like, thing that was harmful or hurt or fights came from that you experienced?
0: Oh, yeah. Not me personally, but that I witnessed, yes, for sure.
1: And, can you elaborate on that?
0: Yeah, so it's, oh, the light-skinned girl, yeah yeah. yeah I'm going to beat her ass, blah, blah, blah. She said this about me. She called me ugly, dark-skinned. Like, we had a light-skinned Candice and a dark skin Candace. And, like, it was things like that. And a lot of the girls, I'm trying not to say nobody's names. <laughs> the Candices were just an example of how we identified them, though. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as, like, fights and what they got into, it'd be like, oh, you light-skinned... Cause you you think you're cute, but you just light skin. That's that's the the cute part about you, and the reason why people like you so much. As opposed to me, I'm and I'm speaking in somebody else's voice, um, from their perspective. But as opposed to me, I'm Darcy, and I'm really pretty. But they don't like me because I'm Darcy, and so then that will cause like fights and tension between
1: people. She's dark skinned She has no right being that fucking fighter. <laughs> fight <laughs> You know, uh, you know. I just want to say this: if you was fucking poking out with stripes, you would still be fine. With so it doesn't matter about your damn shade. Um, and that's coming from somebody's poking at it. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think I think my first thing in colorism that I've experienced. Uh, there was so my real name is Daryl. Um, nickname is Diesel. There was a boy down the street's name was Daryl, and he was dark skin. I was light-skinned, mm-hmm. but they called me white girl, called him black girl, and that just it, it didn't hit me I'm like four, five, and six, around that, and we hung out tough every day, we rocking, until I got older I think I was probably about ten they like moved out of the neighborhood and my dad uh, ran back into their parents and was like, oh shit, you should come out and hang out for the weekend so he surprised me, oh shit, I ain't seen you like four years yeah. and we hanging out, and it's like white girl, black girl, and I'm at this time, I'm starting to realize like I'm the palest person in my family. Besides, well, my daddy was darker than me because that stayed inside. So <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> and he and my friends like, "Yo, daddy blacker than you, bro." I'm like, but um, he and white guy. you look like Super Mario. But so however, um, it, it hit me like, damn, I'm pale. I'm, I'm white, and I noticed feeling like white was being weak. Like mm. I, I was like, damn, white's weak. And I wasn't correlating with my pops. I was correlating that with, I guess, my suburban family because I, mean, I ain't know a lot. But feeling like I had to do, like, I couldn't do shit that was quote unquote white, mm. or I would lose my toughness, my this, my that, at day. a very young age. Mm. So like, oh shit, he skateboard. Nigga you to be telling you how white, but no, fuck this skateboard. Uh, yeah. just any activity that was just that. But when I got older I'm like, Why the fuck I let that shit affect me? Yeah. And I when I got into like the got into the nerd community and shit and I was being produced for a con and just like fuck it, I'm gonna start writing comic books and stuff. Um and going to conventions and I'm seeing these weird ass black kids. And I'm not saying weird to be yeah, you know, derogatory, but, the, the, writer, alternative but the alternative kids. Yeah. I'm like, damn I wish I was the they no. got so much fuck like like fucking Sam J, she's a comedian, she was like, we need these weird black kids. We need them up for yes. the dress like Batman, uh, wearing skirts and shit, kissing white women in the mouth, just being <laughs> fucking weird. And I'm like, damn, like, these kids can do whatever, whenever, what they want, listen to what they want a lot more, because I think the parents are not, they want more for them. Yeah, They want them to do something. Now, you do have the ratchet ghetto people and shit, and these sub pockets and shit, because like, they still didn't exist. I was down riding on seven mm-hmm. miles of, you know, cheap ass gas because someone was over there, mm-hmm. my old hood, and the motherfuckers fighting over who gonna pump their gas first. But anyway, I, I digress on that situation. It was I put myself in the pocket because the shade of my skin was, in my mind. A point of weakness, so that's why I lift weights. That's why I learned several different martial arts disciplines. That's why I was constantly, you know, fighting or whatever. So my mother was like, "Oh, he likes getting freckles pick on him, and I'm beating your ass. Mm-hmm. And it was like that for a long time. I'm Like, man, the fuck. Yeah, it was weird, but I would try to date light skinned women because it was like light skin girls are pretty. Light skinned girls are pretty. Mm-hmm. and has been programmed mm-hmm. in my fucking head. Every time I went up to light skin, you too you're too yellow for me. You too you're yellow you yellow. You too bright. We're gonna have a clear baby. Da, da, da. I'm like So yeah, you know, I end up getting a light skin baby. Mom I should have never did that. You, know, you gotta contrast. But um yeah, it's like no evilness. But anyway, um, But yeah, it's I have seen that happen and Talking to you, and we talked about colorism before we even was gonna do this episode, and I was just thinking, and st- when I was reading up on more of it and listening to people, I'm like, I was a fucking asshole. Because now I'm deeply looking at it like, oh damn, is she pretty is she pretty just to be pretty, mm-hmm. or you know, or my mind is programmed to be like, oh she's pretty because of this skin tone. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing some busted bitches on both sides, so you know. Mm-hmm. It, but here's the thing: the ugliest black person is the finest white person. I mean, I've ne- to compare our ugly people in in, in the black race or African American race or island culture. Our ugly people still look better than any other thing because it's, it's something about us. Because we, we are a standard of beauty. Look, oh, the European standard of beauty: long, straight hair, this and this and that. No. Look at it. Look on TV, look at magazines. It's lips, it's nose, it's, it's it's the shade of our skin, it's the texture of our hair, it's all of that. The dance move that is beauty in its own. And that's something the essence has to be accepted on a person. And then you start feeling the energy. But there's still people out here like, oh, I don't date light skin, I don't date dark skin. Don't teach teaches out. But yeah, I. I digress, but you can go on. What's next? You have sparked so many things within me go that ahead. I want to say. <laughs> go ahead. Okay,
0: so as you were discussing your childhood, you know, and like you said, we did discuss this, and I was like, okay, colorism, you know, that's the thing. But I'm realizing, like, I had more experiences that I kind of set to the wayside. Like, my mother is light-skinned. She's very light-skinned. Mm-hmm. So people would see me and be like, are you adopted? Your daddy must be black as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I went up there and asked my mom, like, am I adopted? Damn. And yeah, and it was real, like, because I had an identity crisis, and I was just listening to the input from everybody else, and they're like, she can't have you. You too dark. like, And I'm like, you know, I'm all of, like, eight, nine, so I'm like, "Mm, genetics, I don't know how this shit works. Am I adopted? Because this doesn't fit. But then I'm looking at my dad, and I'm like, okay, I look like you. Like, what's up? But that was... That was an interesting experience now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Um, yeah, that's the thing. My oldest brother, he's the darkest out of all of us. He came out. He was probably Brown River dark, And then, you know, my grandmother didn't like him being so pale to her complexion. Mm-hmm. So while she's out there doing old school laundry. Learning stuff up, she slapped his ass and you know, you know, mm-hmm. in butter and or whatever, whatever shade, butter, cocoa butter, whatever. It have been. <laughs> but broke, flipping his ass, <laughs> so, so he had some color. On him. So he gets some color on him. This is my older brother, and that's my baby telling this story, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to him like, man, hey, that's bullshit. And later on, cause he's my oldest brother, your complexion, and mm-hmm. um. This can't, this can't be my brother this can't be my brother this can't be my brother and then the stories started coming out like my grandmother made my daddy get a blood test he got a blood test she didn't believe it so she went and got a blood test on him. wow and even oh, the first blood test was actually at the hospital then my dad got one then my grandma got one so it's three Damn. blood tests on him. this is my daddy baby yeah this man my oldest brother he's about six feet tall dark skin as fuck um the only thing that matches my brother is the eyes and nose, and he he perms his hair, not relaxes, perms his hair, so he gets curl. a curl, so he can get waves. Mm. Um, so that was years ago. I don't know how the fuck he's doing now, but um, yeah, he, he got a texture of hair that he didn't like growing up. Mm. This this too white, this too white, mm. right? So, um, that's some shit he went through because he couldn't do what everybody else was doing.
0: Yeah.
1: But then all the other shades is like brown paper bag babies and then I got like a yellow sister and then my ass damn near white. People say, I oh, I look like a creative character, like I should have been dark skin what the fuck that mean? Oh okay. It's like your features look dark skin. I'm like, do they? Do they? My features are black, like we yeah. could be whatever. Like
0: my features yeah. are my features. I guess basically. it was a person
1: trying to like me for being light like,
0: Save it, please don't. Like I, that's what I would tell them. Like please don't, cause I don't. I don't need you to try to like me. Just, oh. Just
1: um, like but my my brother being the dark and everybody having some type of color, and I would be being, being the pale. Just so it's like, damn, I gotta be As the outsider. Like I call myself the white sheep of family. But anyway. <laughs> um us going through the neighborhood, you would have never knew who was brothers and sisters until you mm. uh, put us next to each other. Oh shit! <laughs> y'all y'all, I, y'all is folk. <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of ass coming out of nowhere from other people. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's my brother. No, I, I, oh shit. You, know I mean? <laughs> so, you fuck with the right one. Um, the fucked up part about it, I got the, the nappiest shit out of everybody. <laughs> I had to train my shit to go the I got the na- My sister, brown skin, she got long, flowy, silky hair. Yeah. Everybody got this little curly shit. And I'm just, just <laughs> I
0: breaking teeth on the comb.
1: <laughs> I ain't learned how to properly fucking detangle or comb my hair until I was like 22. And I seen mm-hmm. like, you don't do black people hair for their root. You edge it out. I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I've been mean, fucking my baby since I was 18 so I had 20 I was like oh, okay back the end and she's like hey, 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 oh you doing this nice uh, and I, I, I went that. and went and started teaching other people how to comb hair um, <laughs> I it, love it <laughs> but um, another thing was inside my family structure right that, that was the only colorism uh, not color, that was blatant like that baby that nigga baby ain't tops mm-hmm. that you know grandma she ended up having a Fucking baby from every race <laughs> that Detroit can, can produce. <laughs> oh my god, she got a ja- half Japanese baby, half Japanese, half black, half Polish, half the half... She was like, Damn, I have to meet the United Nations. I can't fucking be racist. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, ah, i was 57 in this bitch. Go fuck! Oh. Not Granny. I'm not about to live with you. It was fucking hilarious. Like, you might know be like, Oh yeah, the race bitch. But she came from Virginia and mm-hmm. she, yeah. white and all that shit and they came here to Detroit and at this time if you if you wasn't black you was white he was like oh shit Hungarian was white Turkish was white Albania was white and then mm-hmm. yeah, hey, you know white is white and then you realize oh damn this is sand nigga mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway um, let's go double back to the colorism in my household I've never I don't think I've experienced colorism that's amazing like I don't think we did that in the house. Mm. It was more so. I, I did. I don't. I haven't been for. Real. I don't think I've experienced that in the house. Maybe yeah. we've experienced out the being the mixed kids, but not us. Oh, like darkness. That remember that shit at all? That's what's so up. And I'm like, damn, for real. So that's this. That's why this was a hard topic I mean, Like I can talk about like oh the women I date or the friends and that. But other than that, I've seen women get into fights. Oh, you light skinned, you think you fucking pretty did that? And they cut her across the face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My daughters don't even do that shit. That's beautiful. So, like, I got brown paper bag, baby, and I got a fucking yellow foot, you know, yellow Mm -hmm. cream butt. So it's, um, it's because my light skinned baby got the, the. the hair, the nappy shit. (laughs) And my brown baby, she's nothing, I can whack curls, brush, this, that. (laughs) She ain't doing that shit. So it's like she got a medium texture, so bam. That's the only thing it's like, damn her hair ain't my hair ain't like hers. So they got a little hair issue. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I don't think it's a light skin, dark skin thing because it's like if it was, they would have had my light skin baby would have the straight hair and he would have had that problem. It's a, it's a mix up for them, so it's like, oh yeah, sweet.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just,
1: I don't think they're gonna do it. Hysteria. I'm gonna have to, you know what? I'm gonna have to ask them, did you go to this light skinned shit? Matter of fact, I'll take that back. I take that back, <laughs> cuz. redacted not the statement. Let <laughs> me retract it. I'm light skinned, baby mama light skin. Our firstborn is light skinned, our mm-hmm. second born is brown, bag, right? Mm-hmm. Her oldest sisters tell her that she was adopt you adopted, you don't match us. Mm. So it does happen. Mm-hmm. I do take that back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's her jab at her, but I'm like, don't worry, you are my favorite. Do <laughs> you ever see me <laughs> you ever see me even the ice cream? <laughs> I, don't oh, like- no, okay. <laughs> I don't like yellow people, that's why I left you mama. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, her nickname for a long time was Brownie until she started acting weird as fuck, my youngest.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: Brownie, Brownie, Brownie. And it was like oh that's racist, that's racist. No, no gonna... fucking Y'all call you know her cupcake, this my is this my brownie baby, little brownie baby. Yeah. I didn't think it like that. Like my grandma called me zebra baby. Yeah, she twist. Tw- she was triggered. <laughs> <laughs> And it's coming from a southern white woman. My zebra, ba- but here's the thing: like, it's not like we went to have to go see her. or not. She pulling up in in the red zone <laughs> in a minivan, toughest old white bitch in the world. And just like she ain't give a fuck where she was. I'm going to see my grandbabies. Okay, and okay. I've got it from uncles and aunts that we were. I don't mean we well, you This could be a vast racial type episode, but yeah. Um. I got it from aunts and uncles, oh my black cousins or my black nephews and nieces. I think Zebra Baby came later in the years. Like, I love my Zebra Babies, and that, and that. so it's like she never pointed out that we were black. It's Until I think we got into our teenage years, okay, it was like, mm-hmm. nah, name, like you a nigga, bro. Mm-hmm. You can't do these certain days. Certain days mm-hmm. you can't do. And I was like, all right, I get it, I understand, like. My daddy used to try to protect me all the whole fucking time. Like, I'd be talking mixed, mixed, he just come up looking me, black. And I had resented that shit mm-hmm. for a minute. Like, damn, what the fuck is, like, why are you doing that? And you know how kids get start to get that little vibe with their parents. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that until I got pulled over by the police and they beat the shit out of me with a baton. And they was light-skinned, blackmail resistant. <laughs> mixed biracial mm, oh, those no, terms no. on that like when they arrested Tiger Woods that shit said blackmail mhm yeah brown skin blackmail that's the fuck it said on his shit mhm not no what you was trying to call himself oh, man he was trying oh, to call it oh, some. Man. It was some. a uh, whole mixture was he, mashup. Was he like shit. black and Cambodian or some shit? Like Something like that. Blackbonian or some shit. And he was like, yeah, I'm dead. Until your ass got locked up. In the words of Jay Z, still nigga.
0: Yeah. yeah exactly.
1: Light <laughs> skinned nigga, dark skinned nigga, still nigga. But. That, that, that. That's the gist of it. I will say. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, the only problem that. We well mixed people having the black community is black people not exempt us to be like no you, you mix black you like skin those niggas over here said I was nigga. okay like I'm over here mm-hmm. um so it's like black people try to hold the standard of who's black and who's not and I get it now if my if I, if a mixed person married a white woman and then they had a kid and that kid married a white person. Yeah, that that grandbaby can't say nigga. Yeah, like, we gonna have to jump in. If I married, if I married a white woman or you know had a baby with a white woman, I'm not gonna allow him to say nigga like you like seventy five percent. When they, if you say nigga, people start jumping you. My bad. Like I'm gonna have to help. We stumping you to fuck out. Like, we told you not to say. You anything. know what? So,
0: uh, what I will say, um, so as far as the colorism in my experience too, I'm it all of this is flooding back to me now. And one, I saw how my mother was treated versus how I was treated mm-hmm. in public. And how people would do a double take, like hmm something ain't that up. And it's like, okay, now now I'm realizing that I look like my mother in the face. Um I do. but that ain't, that ain't Listen, don't play with me. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to have a whole fight going on. scene <laughs> in the middle of the
1: <laughs> Butter um... <laughs> <DNA production. laughs>
0: But um I'm I'm embracing that. But it was a point where I was separating myself from my mother and our identities because I resented the fact that she got treated differently. Mm-hmm. Like and I, like, I'll joke about it today, but at some point I was serious, like, okay, if you were to do some stuff and get pulled over by the police, my mama could talk back to the police. Like, you think that she she, likes she, skin like, I, I believe so because
1: if you see her, you would think she's a white lady. Like, maybe because I'm a man and I it's a little, that's a woman's privilege because she was pale and a woman. And that she, is a
0: double privilege. So to... it's like, damn, I'm
1: like, I can't beat this bitch up. She light skin and she's a woman. Um or you know, I'm a dude like light skin. Look at his lips, beat the fuck out
0: of him. Because she would she could go in and be like, Do you know who I am? Like that type of ordeal or and then the way she's like like, she's
1: about a little lighter than you. A little lighter than me. Yeah. Oh, that shit is ridiculous. So Caucasian. They We do
0: have white in our family, like for sure. So like she could say things and then I'm like, But my if I were to do that, they're like, ma'am, get out of the vehicle. Like It's immediate no, like an immediate no. And now granted, I've had some experiences where I backtalked the police before and I didn't get beat the fuck up, thankfully. Um, however, you know, that's the woman portion of it. That's probably mm-hmm. the privilege. But in the fact that I, I consider myself blessed and highly favored throughout my interactions in life. But I resented that for a while. And I'm like, they treat you different. But then when me and my mom went to Puerto Rico um, she was like, they're treating me different because they didn't care about her being light-skinned. They like the brown-skinned goddess that they saw, apparently me, and like dudes would open the door for me and then just like let it go for my mama. And I'm like, Ma, what Where the fuck my mama go?
1: like, what the-? I'm like, the devil? <laughs> I'm
0: like, damn, wait a minute, hold on, open that door up, shit. And she like, this man offered we were getting on a double-decker bus, And he was like, do you need help? I was like, oh, no, I'm good. And he looked at my mom and was like, okay. Like, And I'm like, damn, she was like, he didn't even offer me help. I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, oh, she was like, oh my god, this is what it feels like to be black. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was like, dang, but you know, and also, her siblings are like, I think, yeah, all of her siblings are light-skinned. Like, yeah, um, but, when well, yeah, well, you, you know they niggas like I mean,
1: it's, it's a given, man, but you know, like, well, so how does your mom? I'm a, this is not, I'm a hit not about to, you ain't about to get me in trouble. Shit. I'm
0: sorry. My mama does not play that age game. <sighs> <sighs> I'm 32. List.
1: How many years older is she? Twenty. I'm going to tell her age by doing it. I'm just trying to figure out what era did she grew in, who was popping, who was not.
0: She was raised mostly in the seventies.
1: Okay. There we go. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: she's born like seventy no, she born at sixty two. Sixty four. Oh, my mama? Older? Mm mm. Sixty seven. Nigga, your mom oh, y'all close in
0: age. She's uh, <laughs> much to <be> too. <laughs> nope. But um, that's that's supposed to y'all but, can't narrow it down no further than that. I'm telling you. It, all right. I don't fear my mama except when I talk about her age.
1: I <laughs> So I know when light skinned dudes was popping. I don't know when dark skinned, light skinned was popping. Like when like who had they was it?
0: I, I okay, so here's the 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 meta experience, right, for women. I feel like it was mostly always like skinned women popping because that's more white. It's closer to white. And because of the beauty standards, because of the magazines and the media and all that stuff and what they push, the Eurocentric kind of look. Um, I'm sorry, I'm hungover. So me trying to find words today, hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> But, I gotta put that out there. You want a dog but, to bitch? You want a bitch you gotta back? Mm, hell no, nah. I'm drinking this good old H2O. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I ain't a young buck no more. Mm, okay. So, But, go ahead. I will say, because of the Eurocentric push, like, it was the, everybody gotta get their hair relaxed. Everybody, you mm-hmm. know, it's just a light skin thing, and... Darcy and women—they didn't get cast for roles like that unless it was like a slave role, a grandma role, or something like that. But it wasn't like—that's why I like—I prefer Pam over Gina, like, cause we had we had some representations over there, and Pam she talked her shit, not like that. I but
1: it didn't really matter about the like light skin Darcy. You got like a big foe and a bell pepper nose. I loved you. <laughs> uh, that's real. But anyway, with, with I, I get that, and when I was doing the little studying that I was trying to do getting prep for the episode, a lot of the topics went back to males being cast in movies or who was the popular singer and stuff like that. So, I'm listening to that. But end ended up talking to a therapist friend of mine. He, was start, he broke it down is that when light skin was in at one time, but then they saw dark skin as dark and dangerous and I was... Matter of fact, I was DoorDash, right? Mm-hmm. And I am in... I'm in Little Caesars. And it's a tall, dark-skinned, handsome dude, or whatever. And he's big. And he got pearly white teeth. And he... He can come off as intimidating. But... Mm-hmm. He is singing, like, gospel hymns as he's waiting on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... And like I told you, like I like, we've been putting this episode off for, like, a month now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So... I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do what I normally do, just talk to fucking strangers. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got a question for you. Why are you singing? And he was like, he looked at me like, this is a gospel song. I was good. I'm like, no, no, why are you singing? And he was like, truly, is a defense mechanism. Because mm-hmm. I see you behind mm-hmm. me. You have a meme on your face. Mm-hmm. And, he and that's a defense too much mechanism. Today's. And I was like, Bitch, what? <laughs> He's like, that's a defense mechanism because you know where you at. Mm-hmm. Like you possibly from the neighborhood. I am too. But for me not to seem like a threat, I have to do shit yes. vocally for not to be seen as a threat. We have this deep ass conversation when for Hot Race. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. But I'm like, damn. He was like, mm-hmm. so it's a defense mechanism, so I sing. Mm-hmm. And people tend to look at me like, oh, I like that song. And they, I'm like, oh shit. This bad. is deep. Yeah, I've been told, like, I had friends tell me, like, nigga, stop talking to strangers. I'm like, bitch, you was a stranger. <laughs> 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 we were all strangers at one point. You boy. was a stranger. <laughs> How did we meet? Damn, I did, we did have a random ass conversation. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah. So, like, I'm still on the purpose of, like, meeting new people and meeting friends and shit like that. But, yeah. Because, like, the growth and learning from people, because we got to, create this this path on how to get over trauma and colorism and abuse and all this, and we're not going to get over it until we talk about it, create a structure, a design, how to get, we have to educate ourselves on all this shit that is happening to us, because a lot of the shit we get upset with because we don't understand why it's happening. Mm-hmm. When we understand, understanding isn't justification, and justification isn't understanding, mm-hmm. they're not synonymous. Like, you can justify murder, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I had to sit down, like, damn, you can justify murder. Mm-hmm. And I always go down to, like, to domestic abuse with that situation. Man comes home, food ain't, food ain't hot, beat on his wife, beating her ass for no reason, and one day. She just, I'm sick of this shit, grabs a gun, blows this shit off, right? Mm -hmm. I've been abused this time, and she tells her whole horrible story. She's been fucked with hangers, whatever it may be. And they're like, 45 days, two years Mm -hmm. in jail. When that, when murder, when somebody died, somebody lost a family member, somebody's hurt, somebody was beating your ass, you could have left. Da 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 da. Whatever story you want to go by. Mm hmm. But I, that's justified. Mm-hmm. Like she just like I'm gonna I'm about to blow this shit up before you hit me because I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like all right, it's justified. But understanding that's understanding justification is murder is mm-hmm. murder. And that's where we look. We have to start diagnosing these situations of what the fuck is right and what's wrong. Like even my dumbass even told you like you. No, don't take no offense to this, but you cute little black girl. You can be polka-dotted. I said that dumb shit, right? Mm. And that still can be taken as hurtful, but I said the shit anyway. And I had went and when studying this shit. I'm like, damn, I got choked up like, fuck, I feel like a horrible <laughs> person. <laughs> but yeah, I seen a lot of dark-skinned women in one room. It was little teenage girls. And all the white girls sitting there like, like, they looked yes. like, fuck, yes. I'm black, but I've been doing this shit to y'all, my bad. They was just cringy as the white girls in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn. And these dark-skinned, little, ebony babies is just hurt. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. fuck. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like... That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I couldn't really find men that traumatized over it. It was always Morris Chestnut over fucking Rick Fox or some shit like that. Like mm-hmm. You don't give a fuck about that. I will say,
0: um, so a few things. One, dark skin has been tended to be synonymous with aggression when it comes to other races. And so just like Odoo oh, doing a defense mechanism, I find myself I have to do that too. What do you mean um, I smile a lot, and I speak to people, and I make sure I do eye contact. But eye contact could be taken as a sign of aggression, dominance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I have to I have to stay hyper aware of where I'm at. What's the I read the room a lot.
1: Um, do you feel more on defense when you're in the suburbs versus the city? No. No way.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't feel more. De- like in defense anywhere it's everywhere oh it's, it's everywhere. everywhere yes oh so there's no you don't preference. Let your guard nowhere. no i don't hmm. so uh my head is always on a swivel for various reasons um and that's i was having a conversation the other day this is a short digression i'm gonna bring it back around but um i was having the conversation the other day like you know, I'm happy to be black and I'm not saying that I'm happy that we have these experiences of being discriminated against, but it does give me a, a sense of confidence because I know I'm always observant. I always know what's going on at all times. Um, if I'm in the room, I'm watching and that has worked to my benefit because I've gotten out of situations where I could have been the wrong, in the wrong place at the wrong time and been a victim of something and I decided to read the room and leave. So, but I do that everywhere because... I noticed, especially, like, there are a lot of times where I may be the only black person there. And then the fact that I'm dark-skinned, it'll be off-putting for people. And then another black person will come in, and they're light-skinned. And they will gravitate towards the lighter version because, well, the lighter person, not version. But (laughs) the lighter person because it makes them feel at ease. So I could either, if I'm, even if I'm just, like, Hi, you know, and then I keep to myself. They see that as a sign of aggression or me being, um, like, standoffish. And it's not even that. It's sometimes I'm just tired. Sometimes I don't feel like talking. Like, but I have to muster up some energy and some bandwidth to, you know, sometimes make other people, like, more comfortable. And I don't like that. Um, but it's a habit now. Even when I go to the, I told myself I had to stop doing this. But I, like... I had a tendency to, like, smile at people and be like, hi, 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 and just hi myself to damn near death. Like, I'm sick of it. And, <laughs> like, even when I don't feel like it, though. And that's that's the thing. Or the apologies. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Yada, yada. You still do this, right? Um, I do it a lot less, but I do it more. I mean, I do it more. I still do it. I did it more back then, for sure. Um, and then the apologies. Like... And that's just coming from the the conditioning of women and, and the women should be seen, not heard type thing. And, you know, you stand off to the side and all that stuff. But then being black on top of that, and it seems like, you know, I've, I've had my issues and there aren't a lot of entire white people in the world. You know, that's just the way it is. And it seems like, in my experience, they want me to move over for them. And it's like, you see me, I'm a whole person, though. So we not going to do that. So I started standing up and playing chicken with people and and standing my ground. And in that, it, it creates uh, a more of an aggressive look on me. But also, it could it could go left real quick. I, I hear you. Um, I tend to do
1: that roles with uh, <clears throat> Caucasian, Pinto. Um, cross 8 mile doors suburbanites I do that in the city I'm not doing that shit mm-hmm. everybody is seen as a threat women too mm-hmm. um, I will knock a bitch head off her shoulders <laughs> um, just to double back to um, what the fuck I was saying earlier about the gas station Like, pull up the gas station pop my hood I'm putting, make sure I don't oil my shit, make sure everything, cause a little, little oil leaking on shit, and I'm filling my tank up, and gas cheap over there, so doing all the shit with the gas pump, man. It's a whole little episode going to with two women. The most ratchet ghetto shit. She with her son, and they, I'm like, damn, man, you have like a teenager, and I'm like, I'm so disgusted. I'm loud as fuck, but they still focus on this bitch. I'm standing this close to her. Like, this is disgusting. You a grown-ass woman doing this dumbass shit. I can't believe this dude. And then she's still going back and forth. So I'm like, I obviously knew that I may have had something on me. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, I got a, a, is a fucking Toyota Corolla over here with a busted window. And I will call the cops quick as fuck. They got guns and shit. It's a tall, tall brown-skinned male. Because da, 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 da. they about to try to jump on this little... Not a little... The chick was hefty. She could probably slam that bitch in the program. <laughs> but I knew that you had some type of tool on you. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. was... I don't know what it is. He was like, yeah. But again, like, it's been fitting into what we've been saying. Yeah, brown... Brown paper bag, bitch! And I'm like, damn, she high Hielo's fucking with. Mm. Why are you so aggressive? Um, but that's the city on its own. And those are small pockets... And then you do have those high, high, high yes, yes, yes. I feel myself doing, I don't do that shit no more. Like, mm-hmm. I work, I'm not going to say where I work at, but mm-hmm. I work, With you to say people. I work for Illuminati. <laughs> and, uh, in the building where they occupy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember, so I cleaned stuff or whatever. And I remember getting on my knees to clean something. And, one of the people came up to me. Their, are a person that occupies this space. And he like, get the fuck off. Look, dude, look like, heavy D. Look like he can beat my pops. Uh, get the fuck off. You got a tool or something to do that. Don't you dare do that shit. You know how hard I work to be in this place? I'm like, he's like you talk to everybody the fucking same. You do everything the same. You got a, you got a, you got a duty to do, do. Just do that. Mm-hmm. But don't look miserable doing this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I carry myself in a certain way. To a point where, you know, I got fired from that bitch. And the union brought me back mm-hmm. and they hate me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I carry myself with a genesee quad and a, 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 a proudness to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to focus on colorism. and But that is an issue with young ladies. That's high school mentality. Yeah. Um, if it's grown ass people, twenty plus talking about I don't they, they, shut the fuck up. Let me tell you. Well, yeah, you say twenty
0: plus because I had I had a friend, and it was so much self hate, and it broke my heart. Like I tried. This was throughout middle and high school, and I tried to, you know, show her how because she's dark skin, and she's like a shade darker than me, and so. We would we would go out and everything. She like, oh, I only date I only date light skinned people because my baby, our babies would be too black. I don't want no black ass baby. Yeah, yada, yeah, yada, yada. And she like, I only date dark skinned dudes or um I might go to white or Italian dudes, but that's about it. And yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you don't hear the self-hating that. Like even then, I knew like and could easily identify like, no, you really hate blackness. Like why is it? And she would she like, no, I don't I don't hate that. Yeah, yeah. But she would try to identify and do white things. She adopted like a valley girl accent. And that's not how she usually talks. She did everything to kind of identify with the white
1: crowd. Have you ever met somebody that has that type of thing? Like they're a walking Barbie? What do you mean? like? They're a walking Barbie. They're black as fuck, but they're a walking Barbie.
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: I, I was always... Good. I've met a Black Lives Matter walking Barbie nerd person. I adore her. Because at first, when I first met her, matter um, of fact, I'm going to say her name. John Quill, this is all I love. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, John Quill Baker, She dope cosplayer. Um, she helped me... Uh, was in the midst of helping me produce a convention. And when I first met her, I'm like, this shit got to be fake. Like... Her fucking boyfriend like a damn boy. yeah, future husband looks like a fucking Greek god. This is a, the whole made up situation. They were like canon, they like <laughs> But uh the black can. But um, she's just so she got that voice, that squeaky shit. Mm-hmm. The one that she's fake as fuck. But we had a group of women prior that I was helping with the cosplay department in the convention, but that was toxic as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm can I drag some people? How the fuck am dragging them? Uh, their group is called CWB, mm. Cosplaying While Black. Mm-hmm. So we reached okay. out to because it, it was a black convention. I was like, mm. okay, this is like showing spotlight on black community. And um, I'm like, yeah, my friend, well, he wasn't my friend, he was my partner at the time, but then we became friends working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irvin, you met him. Mm-hmm. We went out. Um, he ends up reaching out to him. He doesn't want after we made him, he went, I don't fuck with him. I'm like seeing cool as shit. But me digesting what I was seeing, it was like cosplaying while black, black, this, black, that. But all of these women that were in the cosplay uh CWB all did not have a black man. And they talked shit about black men on a consistent basis. Mm. Dragged them but black people need to do this and oh, I should be able to do all these other, you know, these characters because they're characters and you shouldn't choose fuck, fuck me over because I'm black doing a white character or a character of this type of skin tone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, bitch, You, you, you gotta take encompass all of blackness mm-hmm. when you doing something like this. Mm-hmm. And when I got a gist of what they was doing, they was toxic. Fuck about! Oh, we gotta do this. We gotta produce it. No, we just wanna sit here. And when it shows up, we got to do it. No, bitch! We working. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I wanna get rid of them. I wanna get rid of them. And my boy was like, no, 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 let them fire themselves. So they eventually, end up firing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. And um. Well, I'm seeing this chick online, and she's popping a little bit. I want to reach out to her. And that was John Quill. Mm-hmm. Reach out to her. She meets me. Raise the dope. Should. At the time, mm-hmm. my, my wife, we all made a friendship out of the situation. But again, like I said, she was squeaky. She was Valley Girl. I'm like, this shit fake as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's fake. This fake. And as soon as we put her on the team, and they stepped away, and they thought everything was gonna crumble, and she started making shit pop. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: they were all ex-popular girls that lost it, and mm-hmm. then, like fucking like, jumping nerd, man, mm-hmm. we gonna be the popping again. But it was like, fat little bit. John Quayle's a very attractive woman, mm-hmm. and there's no offense to her husband, to be cool, whatever, but very attractive woman. And they hated her. They was oh no, hell no. You're not about to come here dark skin, flowing long black hair, just, and with the Valley Girl act. No, you're not about to. She got pissed off and started arguing with them, and it stayed squeaky the whole time. That's when Boss mm-hmm. was like, oh, this is really you. Mm-hmm. This ain't i I'm like, oh, this is my nigga for life. Mm-hmm. Like, she, called, she texted me they are like, When are you going to come see your niece? I'm like, Damn, I got two coats for her. I got to take over there anyway. But yeah, if you see this and listen to this, uh, I love you. I'm bringing coats over. So. Yeah. Um, but meeting somebody of that nature, dark skinned, like we called her on the phone, like, oh, this, this is a white girl, or it's, it's a white girl. Mm-hmm. But John Quail is John Quail. Mm-hmm. And when you meet people they're themselves and take them as is, no matter what shade of color, mm-hmm. John Quayle is like your complexion. And as they were. embrace people how they are because I'm a light skin but I'm a dark skin inside I don't give a fuck what you think you know dark skin males dark skin males are women start to seek out dark skin males because oh he's strong he can protect, he's aggressive he's this he's that he's a protector right that's what I'm hearing mm. um light skin soft this this and that. I'm like It's a lot of people. You know, it's this girl I'm talking to. um, When I got talking and drinking, oh, saying all the fucked up shit I did in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, "What? No." I'm like, "When you meet my friends and they tell you, you're gonna, you're gonna be fucking surprised." Um, she thinks I'm just comic kind of book nerd. Did I'm like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've done fucked up shit. It doesn't matter what shade you are, what color you are. It's the, the character who you are. Um, mm-hmm. However, I don't wanna run no viewers away, but I don't fuck with white women. Their vaginas look like uncooked chicken meat. They got the feather bumps and then you slide the skin over. I am not about, pill, that, that, pill, not about to play with you. I'm not about to play with pink. I need hot pink. Um mm. I need some shit with some grill marks. I'm not about to play with you.
0: Oh yeah, I also did want to put a disclaimer out here. We're also talking about racism and colorism because racism is, you know, multiracial. But colorism is within the race. It's so I want to make sure. Racism. Yeah, and but you know, colorism is within one race. So I know we were talking, I was talking about going to... No, it's, um, oh, I want I wanna,
1: I wanna to retract on that. Colorism is multicultural. Yes, I understand that, but... Because you got Bollywood actors that cannot get a role. Yeah,
0: yeah. You got... I'm not just saying it's exclusive to black people. I'm saying within one culture, it's exclusive to that culture that you're talking about in the time. So, Indians have colorism within themselves. Black people have colorism within themselves. It's an intercultural thing instead of an external thing. So, I wanted to make sure I differentiated that because... I know the difference. We know the difference between colorism and racism. So when I was speaking on my experience with white people and walking into a room, that's that's accommodating for racism and just like prejudice because of race, not colorism per se. Um, yeah. So I wanted to make sure I put that out there because yes, I know what colorism is and I understand what that dynamic is, but I am bringing race into the issue as well. So,
1: so I uh, um. The place where I work, I work with a lot of Indians, and a lot of, uh, well, not Indians, um, Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and I work with Arabic Muslim culture. So I've tried to learn some Muslim culture, and you know, there's a point where like I want to stop fucking with you know, American black women, i, was like, I, you know, <laughs> I was like, but I don't want to stop fucking with black women, period. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go to a different countries and get pick me a black chick, But anyway, mm-hmm. um. <laughs> They, we got the conversation of colorism. Mm-hmm. He was like, you're, they're gonna like you because you're safe. I'm like, what the fuck you, saying? leave We in the library, what the fuck you saying? He was like, yeah, because you know, you're black. And you, because I was, I started researching, you know, I started studying um, Islam. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of, I'm like, who oh, like this? Who oh, like this? So, Yearly, I practice Ramadan with them just as a, a support system, but it's like leaning a lot towards that. Like, mm-hmm. this shit makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and oldest document is older than Christianity, too. Mm-hmm. So, documented that the whole world was almost Muslim until Christian Crusades and shit like that. Yep. Uh, and uh, Genghis Khan was uh, Islam. Mm-hmm. He's following Islam. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he would have conquered Europe there wouldn't be no Christianity. But anyway, um, I go back to that to when they told me, like, oh, yeah. I was like, man, I'm thinking about just, like, going. Because it was like some people had left and they were like, oh, where the fuck you been at? Mm-hmm. And it like, oh, shit. I went back to my my country and shit and uh, I had to get married. Now I'm back home. I'm like, yo, wife here? No, no, it's going to take about a year or two for her to get here. Mm-hmm. And I just sent her money over there. She was like, queen. I'm like, shit. And I'm like, now. I go to my door I'm like, I want a wife over there and I can just send money to. <laughs> <laughs> How much money left? I'm about $200 every two weeks. And I'm like, yeah, she just, that's like fucking four grand. I'm like, what? <laughs> damn! <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could multiply over here. But, um, <laughs> but I'm like, damn. Yeah. so I'm talking like, hey, this is shit, Like, if you really get into it, like, you know, we'll be we can send for a wife, you can set you up with something nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then you like, you safe. I'm like, I'm like, Say, I'm not like, safe. Like, yo, it's safe zones those over there. Like, no, no, you're a safe pick because you like, you, you like a black guy. Mm-hmm. Bitch, what? Mm-hmm. And that's when the that conversation went in. I'm like, Oh, damn, colorism everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And they're like, yeah, There's black Japanese people. Yeah. And I don't mean like, Oh, dude went over there had a kid and all. no it's no. some dark skin Japanese people there's some dark skin Chinese people mm-hmm. and they get cast aside they're very colorist over there like shout In out Asian to Asian countries shout out to Hidden Colors um for doing those documentary mm-hmm. videos I didn't see it. oh you haven't I don't watch TV Alright, I'm going to get these DVDs for you or these, these videos online somehow, mm. you, and you watch them, and you're going to be like, fuck. Because information you probably heard and then it's more information. Mm-hmm. These are scholars. These are people that's been in that. Um, Dick Gregory is one nice. of the people. Okay. I adore that man. Mm-hmm. God, rest soul. Um, But he's created a lot of students and teachers okay. of his own past. And, and that's all I Wish I could do was like create another person to be a teacher and teach positivity and shit like that. Yes. But yeah, I digress.
0: So I I do want to get on a few things. As far as solutions, I was gonna get back on some of my experiences, but I'm not gonna do that. Instead, I'm gonna focus on the solutions. Um, well, we're gonna focus on the solutions, but um, I want to move it forward and not talk about all of that. Um, more the problems. Y'all get it um so with that being said I was thinking of that situation you said like when y'all were in Little Caesars and whatnot and just as a solution it came to mind to when you see there there's a potential threat like someone could be looked at as a threat you can help them out like start a conversation with them because then they won't be so hostile, or be seen as so hostile when it comes to you know y'all interaction, because that person is having a conversation with you. You know you sparking something up, so like you're a talker, you just having to like engage in a conversation with him. Other people will look like, oh, he's not threatening. He's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know he was singing on top of that. Cool. Mm-hmm. But in those situations, you can you can assist, add an assist to somebody if you see their experiencing or being you know uh judged by by their color
1: i think i went for right for the juggler when i did that though why are you singing? yeah i mean that could have been as um That could have been intimidating or yeah, kind of confrontational.
0: I'm not saying you have to start the conversation like that. I'm just saying start a conversation with somebody. Like, oh, yeah. hey, how you doing? How was your day? Yeah, And then that disengages people a lot of the time. And then when outlookers are looking in, then they're like, oh, this person is having a normal conversation. They're not here trying to be aggressive because again, when people don't talk, they, they're they perceived as more aggressive naturally. Yeah. And so, it's like, adding that assist could help you.
1: He, what the fuck are they hey, on? Yeah, cause I'm, I'm, I know I've been told that "resting bitch face," and uh, cause I'm like, they were like, "You all right?" I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm becoming good, and I break out of that mean mug shit. Mm-hmm. I, it, it happens, like people that know me, they were like, "Oh, he's jolly." Motherfucker, I'm, I'm like, "Oh, I thought you was
0: mean."
1: Mm-hmm. It is that it, I don't know. It's perception, like you say. But sometimes when you you gotta be careful with those conversations with people. Yeah, a lot of people. Ain't, ready to be happy. Yeah, that's true. They want misery. They want I mean, beef. I've sparked some conversation with, what the fuck you... Bro, I was just... And it was like, just talking. Yeah,
0: and then you go from there. You read the room, but if they're... If they go and engage in conversation, that's an assist. And that's all I'm saying. Just assist. Period. Um If they don't want to engage in conversation, disengage. But adding people in assist, that helps educating people on what colorism is and where it stems from, because a lot of it is from slavery, obviously, um, and how they broke us down and gave us reasons to hate ourselves. They provided us with that. Right. And we took that and just carried it along generations. Now, I will say we have gotten we've gotten way better. Um, the awareness, the self love, the the celebration of blackness—I love it all. But we still got work to go. So just educating each other, each one teach one. When you see someone portraying that that self hate, that okay, you light skin, I don't respect you, yada yada, yada all that stuff, or you acting light skin, okay, these are jokes, but people really believe in this shit. Like, and you have to have people br- bring that awareness all around basically just explain it like one figure out investigate whether this person really believes it or are they just telling a joke and then two let them know the responsibility they carry when they tell a joke like that because there are more impressionable people who would take that as an actual truth and the education and awareness that is key that
1: that is key um I know you like you want to talk on the solutions. I, this is something that I wanted to speak on was I've noticed there's a difference between the way mixed kids. So I'm just going at the thing because they're obviously yeah. going to come out some type of beige, whatever. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time they might come out dark skin, but yeah. however. Um, those kids tend to gravitate towards one extreme to the other. You know? mm-hmm. I'm black, y'all. I'm black. Or they're going to be fucking Valley Girl accent or, you know, chick. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The, they're going to be that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it was a mother versus fathers, I think. Mm. Like, I know white men that like black women. And when they go with black women... Black women control the culture. They are they are the stargate to all of that. And if you want to fuck with me, you better learn it and get with it, mm-hmm. right? But on the other sense, you got those black women that have <laughs> what the fuck is that broad's name? The the she actually she's an islander, so she's not even like us. <laughs> Camera uh, Cam, uh oh, we, you know her name. She's prolific, Candace Owens. Oh, Candace Owens. Okay. Okay, so Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like her. Married a white white man and all that type of shit. And she has all these views, and then her kids are gonna have these same views and not get these experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, because mm-hmm. it'd be fucked up if her kids experience all of this, mm-hmm. right? And then and she finally hits. But again, I think when it comes to white men know how to raise black kids better than white women know how to raise their black kids.
0: Mm. That's,
1: that's that's coming from me seeing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I um, that white male learned. Everything. I would like her hair. I know what substance she's this and this and that. Like my daddy told me, you're black. Mm-hmm. You're black. But I've also seen other people say, "You're a mixed baby, and everybody's gonna like you." And and, and, mm-hmm. and then that person end up having a chip on their shoulder, and they even go to one extreme, like I'm super white or I'm super black, or you know, and it's it not I'm super black; it's like I'm super stereotypical this way, I'm super stereotypical mm-hmm. that way. I'm polarized, and I, I step out. Like, I never had those experiences, mm-hmm. and for somebody that's well, like, "Hey, yeah." yeah daddy white, but these are the problems you gonna have, and they explained. explain. Mom, mm-hmm. mom instilled that shit into my dad. When my daddy and mom divorced, and and he continued to raise us, and he instilled that this is what's gonna go on with you. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes say some slide shit, and I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. even his grandbabies are like, oh, you want to am Like, oh, okay, but you gotta pull him back sometimes. Um you sure you look black But anyway, um <laughs> I felt like Dirk Lewinsky, right? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker with dashikis and all types of shits. Mm-hmm. Love his black baby, mm-hmm. And then you got Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I, I just that that was something that I realized that and you can hate me or not. And it's probably gonna be a lot of hate mail. We're gonna use that for a promo too. Um, I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, but yeah, that that that's my view. And I think if anybody feel any type of different way or think I'm wrong, you know, comment, subscribe, do all that shit, and argue with me because these are my experiences, and it. Maybe I can enlighten you to do more. Maybe you like me to shut the fuck up. Who knows? But yeah, go ahead. And this is definitely a conversational
0: thing. Like again, like he said, make sure you guys comment, interact with us, hit us up. Like, um, we definitely want to continue on this conversation. We wanna share experiences because if you've experienced it, there's no need to invalidate anybody's experience because that's what they've experienced. It's real. It's real. So You know, we want to broaden our spectrum and we want to help each other share experiences and and just, you know, create this community because it's a safe space and come up with solutions because that's what it's about. Yeah.
1: Perception is a reality. Let me know what your reality look like. Mm -hmm. And then we can probably find a Stargate and we can visit each other area and uh, educate ourselves.
0: Yes. So with that said, you got anything else to add?
1: Um, I think we should just um, go down to solutions. Right? Yeah. What are your solutions for colorism and racism and all that everything we went over?
0: Well, the assist. That was one. Um, and then the education. So Those assist
1: two? somebody when you know they have they have a defense mechanism. Yeah. And then educate yourself on the history of colorism and racism. And educate others and educate when you others. see them. It's it's our
0: due diligence to each one, teach one. And uh, I'm not even... That's a whole other episode. I'm not about to go there. Because um, <laughs> I, I felt it. But, yeah, those are some of the ways. And then also, just <sighs> raising babies. Raising babies. Please teach them inclusion. Because they, these kids are not meant to discriminate. That's not what they do innately. They're taught this. This is something that you're taught. Okay? So, please make sure that you teach your kids inclusion. And not only on the colorism spectrum, but I'm using this because we're talking about colorism, but on all levels. So, please teach your kids to be inclusive and to, to to love each other. Because, honestly, we're all humans. We all want our basic necessities met. We all don't want to be fucked with or picked with. So, like, let's kind of teach each other how to respect each other. Because we all, in colorism within the community. We all experience racism. Well, let's not say we all. Most of us, a lot of us, too many of us experience racism. So why do we need to help like help propagate the hate within each other? Being around black people should be a space, a safe space for black people. It's for us, by us, right? So, make sure we're creating these safe environments and these safe spaces where we can have these discussions and we listen to each other, and we acknowledge what we go through instead of saying, oh, you're wrong for this, you're wrong for that. Create that, foster that nurturing environment because that's what we need. We are our own resolutions. We don't need to outsource for other people for resolutions. We got it. We are the answer. So let's talk amongst ourselves. Let's keep this conversation amongst ourselves, and let's go ahead and help heal each other.
1: I'm going to double down on education because... That was a conversation I had with somebody else. It was like, it's education. Learn the history of it and then teach it. Because it's trying to be smothered out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's slowly being smothered out. And and the only reason why I'm saying that is because I'm starting to see white people ballroom dance, Detroit style. Um, (laughs) That's a fucked up way, but yeah. Um, I seen a white dude jitting. I was like, fuck! (laughs) So educate yourself. And then actually listen to people experience. That, that, that falls into educating yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm just going to stand down on that. That's, that, that's my only thing. And contrast. Get some contrast. Um, yeah. Educate. That's my solution. And
0: one other thing. Um, pers- like... <laughs> become well-rounded and it, it partially goes into education, but just become well-rounded multiculturally and everything. Because when you, when you start to observe uh, like other countries and other cultures and, you know, you have this experience and then you realize like some shit, not even worth it. Like, and all the brainwashing that we've gone through, the indoctrinations, the, the, the programming, all of that, this is meant for us to not shine. Just let your inner light shine. Let go of all those little uh, prejudices, discriminations, all that preconceived notions. And really reflect on, is this true? Does this feel right? Like, And kind of reel it back. Do some introspection. Listen to yourself. And and really um, figure out if this stuff feels right for you. And then if it doesn't, do some research and fix it.
1: I'm interested in a second one. Uh, understand justification isn't... Understanding isn't justification, and justification isn't understanding. Just because you understand it doesn't mean it's right, but you can also have empathy for those people. And that makes you learn, too, as well. Mm-hmm. So, again, double back on education. Empathy is a superpower. Dang it. Shit. Well, what you want to do? It's been real,
0: y'all. Um, do you have any shout outs for any businesses like
1: You know what? I do. So <clears throat> we're gonna shout out businesses and one of my thing is so self defense. Pra- I'm a practitioner of mixed martial arts and Iron Fist Clan. Um is held by Jabber Rama and his son Usama Rama. Um, they are a mar- martial art practitioner and professional MMA fighter. They do very, very reasonable price training. Like $50 a month, that is unheard of in mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. Um, They operate right now out of their home. They've been doing that for about two years. They used to have a building. They used to work out of um, a gym in Hamtramck. Now they're on the outskirts of Highland Park. Um, Very good buddy of mine and it's called Iron Fist Clan look him up on Facebook Instagram uh, Usama Ramen and uh, if I'm saying our name wrong I'm blame The Rock Dwayne Johnson because I've been drinking Taramana um, but and Jabber Jabber is an amazing martial artist he reminds you of every stereotypical martial artist Asian person but he's black he's got the eye Kane, and he will beat the fuck out of you um, very lovable. I love, it. I love that man, um, and he is willing to train anybody that's willing to learn. So, seek them out if you want training. You want to protect yourself. You want to get into professional shape. They, he's a master in several different disciplines. Look them up. Iron Fist Clan, Usama Raman. He also has a fight coming up very soon at. Um, Motor City Casino, whatever their their sports event, everything is. But yeah, they have a fight coming up. Check them out. And
0: just to add an additional shout out to them, I know some friends like a testimonial. I have some friends, and my cousin actually went to them for martial arts, and so they they rave about it. Like seriously. Yeah. And one of my friends is more elderly. She's in her like mid fifties, and she enjoys it as well. So, yeah, even all, like, all types of age ranges. So, it's dope. Um, so, for my shout-out, um, Kemp's Culture, Kempt Culture, and um, she, she, is on, <laughs> she is located she uh, is located off of Lasser on Detroit's west side. She is a
1: barbarous. Lasher, they're going to fight you. Bro.
0: Listen, I say <laughs> Losser.
1: I, I pronounce it the way over. it
0: goes. Uh, okay. Lasher.
1: Um, but on
0: Detroit's West side and, um, she is a, in a, a phenomenal barberist. She also has, uh, Kemp Solutions and Kemp Care. So you get your hair (laughs) lined up, cut up, ladies, silk press, get your stuff together. And then you can also buy her product line, which, um, I wish I had the bonnet on me, but, um, she has bonnet. She has, uh, do rags. So, you could take care of your hair and keep the maintenance up in between sessions um, and appointments. And then she has Kemp Solutions, which is a cleaning uh, company. So, if you have um, a business that you need, any kind of commercial location that needs to be cleaned, hit her up. Um, Just give you a wallet to that woman. She got everything. Okay. That part. Um, <laughs> we love an entrepreneur up in this mug. And also, I'm going to plug myself. Because I interviewed her on my personal YouTube page, well, so I watch it. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, I
1: will place the link of that below as well. So yeah, um, she she was talking about how she started cutting her husband's hair and shit. I'm like, that is a very trusting thing. That it is. It is like, oh, what? Well, apparently she got good. She went to barber school and everything like that. Yeah. Um. You go to West Side because that dude earlier fucked me up. Like, <laughs> I see your face when you asked him to go when I came in. He was like, hey, you ain't, why didn't you be yeah. bleeding? Huh? Why didn't you tell me I was bleeding bro? I you just been You looked at me
0: like, Shh. oh, I don't know. I was making sure because I was trying to clean up. I wasn't even paying attention. I
1: did know he was bleeding dead. Lies, no, I'm like, dead ass. You had his face like hey.
0: It just stopped. stop. No, because I think I, I walked off. I was getting ready to leave the door wide
1: open on you. And I was like. Well, man, I was my, my shit there feel hot. And then I went in the bathroom and I was like, I'm like, damn, I got blood stains right here. I just gotta...
0: Yeah, hit up Jessica
1: uh, at Kim, yeah. Kim, so Kim Culture. The West Side Woman treat
0: you nice. Mm-hmm. That's my homegirl, so I'm going to stick with it. But uh, East Side, ladies do too. Uh, shout out. But Contrast. yes. <laughs> but, but uh, yes it's been real y'all this has been DNA a solutions based podcast uh, remember the line and um be well think of five things you're grateful for gratitude to change your life also don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube and comment, share this get the word out, let's start the conversation create this safe space in this community of us by us for
1: us all platforms except for title um so i don't know why no shades of title y'all just <laughs> y'all
0: just ain't fucking with it so it is what it is we gonna get there okay we
1: got you. <laughs> so